Did prophecies about Jesus stop with Malachi? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Aaron Armstrong, brand manager of The Gospel Project, and with me, as always, is Brian Dembozik, our managing editor. Hey, Aaron. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Well, you know, I'm feeling pretty good because today we are uh, going back in time a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Uh, last week we uh, we jumped at, we were looking at a genealogy of Jesus and had a good discussion about that. And today we're um, jumping back to the beginning of Luke's gospel. Yeah, so back more in the text, not really the chronology. Correct. Correct. So, uh, so we're going to look at the birth account of John the Baptist, and then we're going to stick around in Luke next week and, uh, and look at the prophecies of the, the the foretelling of the coming of Jesus that was to Mary and uh, maybe we'll jump into maybe we'll jump into Matthew a little bit too we will see there you go you know we're just gonna keep you guessing wherever the spirit leads yeah there you go there you go so um uh, normally we start these episodes with a question of where does it fall in the in the narrative of the Bible and um now I'm just gonna go ahead and answer that because we kind of already know um like we've been discussing um recently when we've had episodes like this. Um, And as we discussed last episode, we're in this place where God's people hadn't heard from him in centuries. So there had been 400 years of, of silence in that there had been no prophets who came uh, um, speaking in God's name. There were no supernatural beings appearing. There was no nothing like that, but we should be very, very careful to say that just because God wasn't sending new revelation to his people at that time that God wasn't speaking to them because of course they had the, had what we know as the old Testament scriptures. Um, So the law, the prophets, Psalms, Proverbs, historical books, all of that they had. And God is always active through his providential care for creation. Absolutely. As we know, creation would stop existing if God was not involved with it. So yeah, I think it's wise that we be careful. Sometimes I've heard people wrongly intimate that these 400 years of silence meant that God was dormant. Right. And he wasn't. He was still at work, but he there but he was waiting. In the yes. same way that we see um we see the gap between the end of Genesis and the beginning of Exodus. Um where there's a where um in Exodus it talks about how there is this time when there was a when there was a pharaoh who didn't know Joseph and put the and made the Israelites they're the the slaves of of the Egyptians, um, and that was a, and if you go back further, you see in um, uh, if I remember correctly Genesis fifteen, um, I think um, it's it's interestingly all connected with the the prophecies of the seed of Abraham and and the foretelling of his coming and the covenant. Um, that God made with Abraham that there would be a period of of about four hundred yeah. years where. Abraham's family would be would be enslaved to the Egyptians or would be enslaved by others and they would not be in this land that they were supposed to be in um, but that at that time God would come out and when it was time specifically to judge the sins of the nations that lived in the land that God promised to Abraham's descendants sounds a lot like what we're seeing here in the gospels opening a little bit a little bit you know 
there tends to be there tends to be a natural rhythm that, um in the Not a natural old, rhythm a a divinely um orchestrated rhythm thank you yes yes thank you i appreciate that so that's where we are <laughs> jesus juke i pre- you know thank you brian you're welcome <laughs> thank you that's what i'm here for you are you are so um so that's where we are in in this book and where we find ourselves as we're as we're studying the scriptures um so here's the big question that we sh- here's one of the big questions that we should be asking which is um what what questions should we be asking when we're when we're looking at yeah. at Luke 1 even in kind of a disjointed way yeah this one i think there's one predominant question it's it's kind of cut and dry when you look through this i mean there's a lot of beautiful scripture here of course we're going to we're going to read a chunk of it in in a few minutes yes but when when you take a step back and say what's the big idea it's pretty evident this guy named John's going to be born yeah um so the question naturally is why is John so significant think about the real estate he's getting here especially at the beginning of the gospel i mean it, it, stop and think about how all four gospels begin they don't really begin where you would expect them to right with this miraculous birth of Jesus they 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 kind of back into it each mm-hmm. one and, or skip it all together or like skip it all together yeah uh mark he just he was on a word count so <laughs> here you got these four gospel writers inspired by the holy spirit that start in these what we had considered peculiar ways but they're all done for a reason and luke's intention here seems to be he wants really to connect malachi again what we just referenced and malachi's prophecy of this forerunner who would come this herald this messenger and what we're about to read. So he's yeah. linking together the both Testaments, the Old and the New. Yeah. Um, and that's why John is so significant. That's why he's getting real estate here. That's why we're going to see him more, especially in the early part of Jesus' ministry until John's death. Yeah. Um, he plays a pretty significant role. He pops up a lot. So the question has to be why. What What is so significant? And again, it's what I yeah. said. He's the herald. Yeah. Two main roles. The herald's going to announce the arrival of the Messiah. Think mm-hmm. of a king traveling the king would would have a procession and and somebody up in front would announce hey the mm-hmm. king's about to come you know show some respect people um stand up the king's coming it's it's that herald mentality that's yeah. what john is doing but more importantly he's helping also prepare the hearts of the people that's that's his ministry when you when you look ahead at what he does his ministry is focused on that repent that's his main message mm-hmm. In other words, get ready because the Messiah that we've been waiting for, not just for 400 years, but for a few thousand years, that Messiah is here and you're about to meet him. Yeah. So when you, I mean, a really incredibly important role that John had to pave the way for the coming of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and I mean, I'm no doubt we're going to, we're going to come back to this idea again, but we have to remember that. And we're going to see this as we as we get into this prophecy, which addresses the next question that we have about uh, about this study, which is how does it point us to Jesus? Which I know a lot of people, whenever they're reading the Gospels, see that seems like a strange question because Jesus is all over the Gospels. But we have to be asking those questions ahead of, ahead of time as we're studying, even when we're studying about Jesus and about the the events leading up to his birth through his ministry um, and into um, his death, resurrection, his return, his return to the right hand of the father um, and throughout all of throughout all of the epistles and beyond. We need to recognize that 
how we read it still has to have that that focus on him, whether it's this anticipatory view that still exists here at the beginning of Luke, or it's looking back toward him and remembering what he has done with an anticipatory view of his return. So those are the kind of things that, that this is why we keep reemphasizing this. But um, as you're going to see in this passage, remember that John was not the first New Testament prophet. He wasn't a new covenant prophet. He was the final old covenant prophet. And we'll see that more as we as we get into um, a glimpse of his Wait actual ministry. Wait, I turn what? the page. It clearly says New Testament before I got to this. Yes. What do you mean there, okay. Aaron Armstrong? So the new covenant and the New Testament are not the same things. Ah. Uh, uh. Gotcha. The New Testament is the collection of writings about Jesus and the church. That is what those are. The New Covenant is what Christ inaugurated um, and and brought like he brought into fruition through his death and resurrection. So technically the old covenant period. Is going to go up through. Right yep. up until Jesus said it is finished. It, it's a helpful uh, and not an unimportant detail. Mm-hmm. As yeah. we read these first books of the New Testament, yeah. the Gospels, we we tend to kind of think we've shifted gears entirely. Right. And actually not. And this really, it's really important because it explains also some of the behavior of Jesus and his disciples and their expectations even during his earthly ministry. Yes, because they're thinking about Jesus and the Messiah partic- um, at, like through a lens that's informed by their understanding yep. of the Old Covenant. And then we start seeing more of a shift in the book of Acts. Yes. The beginning of the New Covenant, technically after his resurrection, we would argue. Yeah. Um, we're going to start seeing this this transition happen. So that kind of helps explain. Yeah. We can't think so um, – crudely, for lack of a better word, in these two testaments. Like, yes. That's the clear division. It's a clear division in one way. Yes. It's but a literary it's division. It's a literary. But the clear division from a salvation history is the cross and resurrection. Correct. Correct. So listen to this. This is um, this is from Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 68 and continuing to verse 79. So this is Zechariah's um, Zechariah's words after he was able to speak again for the first time in nine months. Um, And verse 67 says that Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and he prophesied this. Um, And so this is what he says. Uh, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our fathers and remembered his covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham. He has given us the privilege since he has we have been rescued from the hand of our enemies to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in his presence in to all our days. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn... um, 
The dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the ways of peace. And that, of course, is the CSB translation. Yes. Now, notice something real quick before we move on, because it's it's really yeah. neat. Yeah. 76, verse 76 is, is the transition. So yes. up until that, John, I mean, Zechariah is prophesying of Jesus, and then he kind of shifts and he starts prophesying about John yes. in 76. You can see it, and you, child, he's speaking to his son, his yeah. unborn son, John. But notice the tense change. Mm-hmm. Before this, it's all in the past tense. What God has done, because even though Jesus' birth was going to be in the future, yeah. it's as good as done. Yes. So we have this this past tense used here uh, for John, uh, in, inspired by the Spirit here in this prophecy, to basically say it's as good as done, because God has declared it to be. Then you see his prophecy to John, and it shifts to future tense, yes. which we would expect. So it's it's a really cool literary device here that we can see this this transition. And even John's prophecy, notice he spends more time talking about Jesus than John. Yes, yes. In uh, Yeah, when Zechariah is, is prophesying here, most of it is about Jesus, yep. which is great um, because that's how it should be. Um, but yeah, so what we what we get to see here that John would be the fulfillment of of Malachi's prophecy. He would be the Messiah's herald. He would be the one that would come in the spirit of Elijah, um, as uh, as it's written elsewhere. Um, and that that is just it's just so cool to see that. And you know, one of the things that um, I think we should point out too, um, as we're as we're thinking about this book, as we're asking questions, as we're trying to understand it and and point it to Jesus, we have to remember too that what's happening here is happening in parallel with what happened with Mary is happening with Mary and yes. Joseph. So we remember that Mary uh that that Zechariah was visited by this angel Gabriel and he prophesies and he says that you're going to your son is going to be this herald um the one who's going to pave the way for the Messiah. Um and 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 it happens. But it's just a little while later. Like not years later, or um, it's just like a potentially just a few weeks later yeah. when Mary is visited by this same angel and she is told that she is going to be the mother of the Messiah, that she is going to bear, bear a child conceived by the Holy Spirit um, and, that, and that that's going to happen. And what we see here as well is we see two miracles happening um, in the same place, um, which is... But in miracles in different ways, um, with Zechariah and um, Elizabeth, they're both elderly and were never able to have ch- children. But with Mary, she was a young girl unmarried um, who did not have a child through ordinary means um, or the traditional means of having a child. Uh <laughs> Is maybe the best way to say it, but uh, we'll just leave it at that. We'll just stop. We'll just stop there. We'll just move right on. <laughs> yeah, just keep going. But um, but it is one of those things that I love. That it's like you see these par- continuing to see these parallels of things that happen in the Old Testament where God uses unexpected people um, who, by any other normal means, could not have had a child. Um, Abraham and Sarah were elderly, were elderly people when they, when they finally had Isaac, um, we, Hannah, Hannah is, is another who longed for a child and didn't have one. Um, we don't know her age though. Um, 
But these are but but these are the things that we keep seeing is that God keeps doing this. And those children tend to play very important roles in God's story. And and John is is the the fulfillment of that um, in many ways yeah, um, with, with Jesus, with being, Jesus greater, being the yeah. ultimate fulfillment yeah. of it. But again, it makes sense with his ministry. His yeah. ministry is the set the stage. Yes. So think about it. There's been 400 years of silence in terms that we explained before, no no prophecy from God. Yeah. And so the people are longing for this. I mean, they were familiar with the Old Testament. They knew where Malachi left off. They're longing. And then fast forward, I mean, when we have this prophecy here, this is the first, we usually think of John as the one breaking the silence, but it's actually Zechariah here. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, hey, here's what's going to happen. And then when John starts his ministry, he has, everybody's looking at John like, hey, wait, are you the Messiah? I mean, this he looks like he, no, 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 no. I'm yeah. the, I can't even tie his sandals. I'm not worthy. And he's pointing to Jesus. So it makes sense that God would orchestrate even their birth narratives yeah. to, to echo. Yes. Yes. Which, yeah, is just, it's just so cool. It's so cool to see how God works works in this way. All right, so let's switch gears for okay. a second here. Um, so let's think about this passage from uh, a discipleship perspective. So um, whether you're working with kids, you're working with teenagers, you're working in um, with other adults in a group or individual context, whatever that looks like for you, what kind of guidance, um, Brian, can we offer in working through this passage? I think the first one is is kind of what we've talked about some, that Zechariah's prophecy here at the start of the New Testament reminds us that prophecy is not done in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And as we said a few minutes ago, uh, we have the Old Covenant, New Covenant, which we kind of parsed a little bit uh, clearly. Uh, it doesn't fully align with the Old Testament and New Testament. But yep. I think a lot of times people have this idea that prophecy is just Old Testament. We think of messianic prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus' arrival. And that's true, of course. But even some of the Old Testament prophecies were not his first coming, but speak to his return. Yes. Uh, the establishment of the kingdom and so forth, the day of the Lord, which has not happened yet. And in the New Testament, we see more prophecy. We see, we see Zechariah here. Jesus himself will give us prophecy. He will mm-hmm. speak to his return. We have this book called Revelation. Yep. So there's still a lot. Um, I mean, Paul speaks of the day of the Lord and, and so forth. So there's still a lot of prophecy in the New Testament that's looking not at the birth of Christ any longer, of course, but it has returned. So I just think it's it's important that, especially if we're discipling kids or maybe a younger believer who's a teenager yeah. or adult, they may not know this. We we want to make sure it's clear to them that, yeah, prophecy runs throughout Scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and on that same note, this is also a, a really good passage to work through with, um, with someone who is maybe very young in their faith or is exploring the faith and, um, you know, reminding them that um, and, and explaining to them that um, even when a person gets uh, a lot of attention, a lot of real estate in Scripture, um, that Jesus is still the hero of the story, uh, if you'll pardon the uh, pardon the play on our, our title. <laughs> but uh, but that is important because. Um, Paul, we see, gets a ton of real estate in the New Testament. But all he does is he points back to Jesus. When John gets a ton of real estate comparatively in the early portions of the New Testament, he's pointing back to Jesus. He's pointing ahead to Jesus. He's pointing alongside Jesus. Um, Still my favorite 
favorite, favorite passage or favorite verse of that is part of John's ministry is John 1 29, where he says, look, there he is the lamb of God. And, and it's just, it just, it should fill you with chills. Yeah. So. yeah and I, I think that's an important while, while the um, quantity of material that, that the Bible g- devotes to something is informative. Yes. Um, it, it is instructive for us to see. It, it helps us understand the weightiness of things at times. Mm-hmm. It is not. It does not establish who is most important. We know who is most important. That is Christ Jesus no matter what. Yes. Um, so it's just a helpful reminder that, hey, let's keep it in balance. David gets a lot of, of text in the Old Testament, of course, as does Abraham and, mm-hmm. and Moses. Rightly so. And rightly so. But all throughout, uh, you mentioned Paul, all throughout, Jesus is, everybody's pointing to him. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good reminder yeah, of that. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, Brian, that's a good place for us to wrap this up. So uh, thanks for chatting today. And uh, thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. And uh, for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. 